Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the one podcast that Food Network once described as yummo. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 52 and this week it's all about those ever popular celebrity chefs. So grab a beer, maybe some truffle oil, and join Lauren and I as we discover the joy of cooking. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. So how you been, Lauren? Well, Robbie, I've been just dandy. I really like that you included truffle oil in this conversation that we're <laughs> sure. having. Yeah, pretentious. pretentious as all of us know, uh, truffle oil is the least favorite of all of the judges on every single show that you watch. That is that is very true. I've never had truffle oil. Have you had truffle oil? I have had truffle oil. Really? And you know what? I fucking like it. Because we're poor. Because <laughs> <laughs> Because we're poor and we don't we have good it. taste. We love truffle oil. We're like, this is amazing. I'll put this on my French fries and my. Big well, Mac. that's what I had it on was French fries. Really? Oh yeah. Well, you I need the truffle oil fries too, right? Well, I had truffle oil fries at the Yard House in Boston. Yeah. Uh, next to Fenway, so they were pretty. They were good. I was like, ooh, let's be fancy. Like I had never had it before, and I was like, all the judges on everything I ever watch hate fucking truffle oil, so yeah. I want to try it so that I can form my own opinion on it. And I <laughs> thought it was delicious because we're poor. Because we're poor. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody'd like to send us some truffle oil, um... uh, email us at thebrewinterviews at gmail dot com. Be putting that, putting that shit on triscuits every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it, put it in a camel pack and. no don't do that don't do that let's see other than that i had a wonderful weekend i did a lot of swimming my dog makes me the proudest dog mom in the whole world because he is so well behaved when we go to other people's houses (laughs) we went to a pool party and he just swam in that pool there was like four other dogs there that literally wouldn't shut the fuck up Really? They all just were barking. Miner was just swimming in the pool, minding his own business, and all the dogs are running around the edge of the pool barking at him. <laughs> They're like, don't drown, don't drown. And Miner's like, shut the fuck up. I'm just swimming after this tennis ball they threw for me. I'm a lab, <laughs> man. I can do whatever the fuck I want. There was one little dog there called Obi, and I just wanted to fucking chuck that thing in the middle <laughs> of the goddamn pool. It was so fucking annoying. They finally went out and like bought a life vest for it, mm-hmm. and that had a handle on it, so... The owners were just, like, off doing their own thing. So I picked that fucking dog up by the handle. It was, like, putting it in the water and, like, like making it, it swim around. No, I wasn't dunking it, but I was just, like, if you're going to bark at my dog in the water, you're getting the fucking water with my dog. <laughs> yeah, such a good dog, Mom. Well, he makes me very proud because everyone's like, oh, my God, your dog is so well behaved. He's so good. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you fucking train your dog. <laughs> like... He didn't come like this. I had to yeah. train him to be like that. Yeah, he's still a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, he, no, he's super well-tempered. You love my dog. You, he is a good dog. He is a good dog. Miner, you're such a good puppy boy. He's the best boy. You can't be better than Better than Danny's you. dogs. Hey, don't say that. Danny has great <laughs> dogs, too. Pain in my ass. Oh, you love them. You love Samwise. That fucking face. I like Samwise. He's a good pup. Yeah, Luna's just... Luna a, is fucking psychotic. A, she is a lunatic. Oh my god, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> Fuck that dog. So I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, Robbie, how are you doing? I recently bought a new shower curtain and liner, so things are going well for me, you know? Because I ruined Did the Did you buy one. the washable liner? Uh, No, the liners I don't care about. They're like two bucks. Uh, yeah, but, I have but you can buy a washable liner for $4 and never have to buy a new liner because you just throw it in the washing machine. A washable liner? They're all plastic. What no, they about? make washable ones. They absolutely make washable ones. Mine is washable. I take it off and I wash it. That's weird. I don't 
trust no. that. No, I also thought the same thing. I was like, that's fucking weird. I don't trust it. But then somebody was like, no, just buy a fucking washable one. And it, it saves you like, all, you never have to buy another washing. Like, Save a me $4 a year. year. You know, I've had a, I've had it since I moved into this apartment. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't spend a whole lot on them. I just, I only bought the second shower curtain because I thought, I, I don't trust putting them in the wash. I really don't. I don't know why. It says it's okay, but I'm like, no. It is. It's, it's literally like a sheet for your bed. You just fucking yeah. throw it in the wash. But it's a different material. It's not the same. It's still washable material. Ugh. If the thing says you can wash it, Robbie, wash it. But I'm fine with two. I like having two. That way I can like, if I Switch do decide to wash one, yeah, I can just put one up right away. Then I don't have to wait and... Because sometimes I don't do laundry right away, you know, like I'll set it aside or whatever. So I do have to, I have two now, which is fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And then if you move apartments and you want to redecorate, you could have different options. For your well, they're both blue, so I don't know. <laughs> they're liter- are they the same one? No, they're not the same one. This one's <laughs> the new one I bought. It's more like a darker blue, but it's all blue. I like. Gotcha, blue. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like blue. I know it looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm wearing a blue shirt. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, so Lauren, what are you drinking this week? Well, Robbie, because of our topic, I am drinking the Conk Republic Key Lime Wheat Ale from Big Top Brewing in Sarasota, Florida, because it has key lime in the title, and that's a food. <laughs> we're talking about food. And and we're talking about chefs. God, you're so, so pathetic trying to match our theme. I know. Well, I didn't have a good one for the last one, so. Now, I like this beer. Yeah. It's a wheat ale, but I'm a big fan of it. I left Florida without any, and I text my mom because she was still in florida and they were coming back up to new hampshire and i had her pick me up two six packs of it because i like it so much um i want to preface this by saying that your the first initial taste that i get with this beer is bug spray yeah (laughs) like if you've ever put bug spray on you just breathe in a like a waft of bug spray when you're camping like that's the first taste i get from this beer it's very weird but it also has a really good key lime taste. It has a graham crackery taste. You had this beer with me when you were home. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a good I like it and it for a wheat ale, like that's saying something. For me it's definitely like a one. Just to just have one. I'm like, yeah, that's enough. That's enough key lime beer for <laughs> Oh, I could day. absolutely not drink more than one yeah, of these it's, beers. It's pretty sweet sometimes. I don't know. It's it's not necessarily sweet, but it, it has such a pungent lime like taste to it like yeah kind of lime and i don't deep. i think it's i think it's the combination of lime and alcohol Possibly. plus that like weedy i don't know it's it's very it's it's a weird beer but i really fucking like it yeah it wasn't bad yeah i think it's probably an acquired taste i could rate this beer with you when you were done i know you probably could had it. i think i drank two while i was home with you i don't remember did you but... i think we did have two because i think i have three left it's possible yeah. What are you drinking this week, Robbie? Glad you asked, Lauren. This week, I am drinking Coconut Almond Macaroon. It Ooh. is an IPA with coconut almond and sugar added from Decadent Ales. It is 8.2% alcohol, and it is, yeah, Decadent Boston Mass. Boston yep. Mass. Boston Mass. I've seen a lot of these Decadent beers around, and they're always like these weird sweet treat kind of beers you know what i mean like it's kind of it sounds kind of like a gimmicky beer yeah i was just gonna say that i've seen a lot of them on instagram and i'm like all the pictures are like cookies and desserts and like really 
like decadent sort of. I think they do a serial ones too. I think they're the ones that also do some like serial. Oh, I think. yeah. Okay. All like right. Marshmallow yeah, 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 bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Well, that makes sense. It is. Uh, it's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Do you need a cookie to drink with it? Wait. Can you hold it up? That's so weird. I was expecting it's an ale. That to be darker. Yeah. It's it's an, it's just an ale. It's an IPA. It's not anything like a stout. Oh or, shit! You think? And it's really sweet. Yeah, it is. It's pretty sweet. It definitely has a good coconut taste. I think this is kind of like that. That's hard with beers. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this beer is kind of like your key lime one. It's got a little, it's rarely sweet. So like drink it slowly, enjoy it. But one is probably enough. Yeah. For now. For now. We'll see when it gets warms up a little bit. Ooh, I'm so excited. I want it. I want to try it. Where are they? Boston? Uh, yeah. It says Boston, Massachusetts for decadent ales. But they're, they're brewed and canned from Dorchester Brewing Company. Just like the last Which week's Which is also Boston, essentially. Yes. Okay, and yeah. I have to go there. You do have to go there. All right. Well, next time I'm in Boston, or I'll make a I'll make a trip to Boston specifically for it. It's dry hopped with mosaic hops. Maybe I'll do the Boston scene for my birthday this year. The Boston I was do, scene? Yeah, I was trying to go to some breweries for my birthday, and my birthday's coming up. So yeah. I'm gonna, maybe I'll do the Boston area, because I, I haven't really explored it. There's a lot of I breweries guess. down there. Or, I mean, you, you can do like the the whole what? Or Hill Farmstead. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm actually. <laughs> so, I bought concert tickets to see Mandolin Orange play up at a music fest in Manchester, Vermont. Mandolin Orange. My, yeah, it's the folk, fuck. It's That's a folk band. <laughs> I of course it is. I don't give a shit what you of think. Of course, it's a folk band. Yo, Mandolin check them out Orange. if you like folk music. Check out Mandolin Orange. They're Ugh. fucking awesome. Um, but it's up in Manchester, Vermont, which is where my best friend lives. So I was like, well, Danny, we could go up to like uh, Hill Farmstead on Saturday because the concert's on Sunday. Go up to Hill Farmstead on Saturday and then work our way down to like the Alchemist and like Burlington Beer Company. Yeah. And then down to Manchester and then stay at my friend's house on Saturday night and go to the concert on Sunday. There you go. So that's what I want to do. So I might have some uh, Hill Farmstead in the future. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah. your boy, get your boy some Hill Farmstead. Well, we'll see. We'll see get how nice you are to me, Robbie. All right, you better be on your best behavior. And You're not gonna get shit. And it's summertime. I have your video games and books here hostage. <laughs> so, uh, and it's summertime. So Burlington Beer Company probably has those those. Uh, what's their their Gosa series with all the crazy fruits and stuff like that? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, honestly, like all of their oh, beer is that shit's so good. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I had more. Like I uh, key lime and kumquat. I think is the one I had. Yeah. Fuck, Did you ever good. have the dazzle? No, I only had one. Dazzling Gleam. Oh, I think my mom has one in her fridge. I'll steal it for you. I'll steal it. <laughs> I <laughs> got some beer for you too. So. Yeah. Did you but know I'll if you go? Stop there. Did you know if you go to uh, USPS.com and you can like you can just order priority mail boxes and stuff for free? Really? Like I knew you could pick them up at the post office for free. Like they don't cost anything until you actually mail something out. But you can go online and order a whole bunch of them. Really? There's no shipping fee. I got $0 shipping fee. I was like, what the? How does this fucking work? Cool. I don't get it. So I have they like. They just ship you a bunch of cardboard boxes? Basically. Fuck yeah. Too specific. So I got a couple in like envelopes and stuff for the podcast. But I was like, I didn't know this was. I figured I'd have to pay at least shipping. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to pay any shipping. Things that you're going to ship with. Yeah. Unless I get some weird fucking invoice a month from now saying I owe them $100, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Fuck them. Fuck you, USPS. Well, that's, hey. What? No, I like USPS. I've never had any issues no, with that. I know. Them. I was just, I was, it's fine, Robbie. I like USPS too. God, this is sweet. This is a sweet beer. Mine is delicious. Also, I didn't mention it's a 5.1% ABV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low. 
yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a really good beer for a beach. Like if you have a beach day. See, I would think the the exact opposite when I had that one, because to me, it's too sugary for me. And it would just give me a headache if I was just sitting on the beach. I really don't think it's that sweet, to be honest. No, I think it's more citrusy than it is sweet. I think you have a dead palate. That's all that is. You're just unsophisticated. I think that you're fucking you have a dead palate. You have a dead palate. I'll fucking dead your palate. I don't know. Was that a come on? I don't really know. <laughs> well, like, I'll done your palate. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, <laughs> man. Back in my single days, I would have tried to pick somebody up with that line after I said it on here. Yeah? Dab your yeah. palate? Yeah. <laughs> you could be like, <laughs> I'm totally going to Bob Ross all over your chest. <laughs> Bob Ross all over your fucking face. With my, with my palate. <laughs> I'll show you a fucking happy tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little bit of this, a little bit of this happy white. Ugh. Oh yeah! I watched a little. It was like a little, like fifteen minute documentary about Bob Ross and how none of his paintings are actually on the market. Really? And I and I never really thought about it. Like, oh yeah, nobody owns a real Bob Ross. All the Bob Rosses that people own are fake. And um, oh shit! And it turns out the Bob Ross Incorporated, whatever the company is, still has all of his paintings. Uh-huh. In a, in, just in a warehouse stored in boxes there's like thousands why because but he never wanted to sell his paintings and so they never even thought about it they're just like we're just going to keep this stuff and they have an instagram account and then every day they post like a bob ross quote or like a bob ross original painting with a quote oh. like and it's so awesome because i never Wait, really what's the instagram account I think it's just called Bob Ross something. <laughs> I forgot what it is. But um, everyone, look up this Instagram account. Go fucking follow it because Bob yeah. Ross is the cutest. Dude, I Bob Ross is a huge part of my childhood. I remember the first time watching him at my grandmother's house on like PBS. Yeah. And just like being mesmerized by this man, and I watched him ever since then. And now he's on Netflix. They have stuff on Netflix. And, I know. Uh, Michaels is still trying to fucking sell the DVDs for like forty fucking bucks. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah. that's crazy <laughs> they used to keep that shit in locked cases i think they i think they still said they uh still air his show on like pbs and stuff do they i'm glad that they do i love yeah. bob ross he was amazing. they should sell his paintings they should sell his paintings but donate the proceeds to like charity didn't his wife die of cancer um, or something she died of know. some sort of disease like that they should sell he his died and he died of lymph- lymphoma at like oh, age 52 or something like that. I didn't realize he was that young when he passed away. He was that young? No, Nin- he wasn't. Yeah, he was like 1994, 1995. I think he either, he, I either remember saying it was like 54 or 59 or something weird like that. Like not old at all. Really? Yeah, I thought he was much older, but... Uh, His wife died young too then because she, she died far before him he had he was doing a show and like he wasn't like at his best and somebody yeah. made a comment about it and somebody was like yeah because his wife just fucking died yeah and, like, of course his trees are fucking happy <laughs> we have some depressed little trees over here and then we have a yeah. rock here that's gonna we jump off the cliff sad tree. <laughs> he just draws a big ass smile it's like sad face on it <laughs> like a fucked up sad yeah. face and it plays like the price is right like failure theme <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Bob poor, Ross. Poor Bob Ross. <laughs> they, should, they should sell his paintings and donate the proceeds to like um, a, a charity or something. Maybe. I don't name. think they should sell them, to be honest. I don't think they... I would what love they to have an original Bob them? Ross. They're putting they them should... in the Smithsonian. Oh, perfect. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Never mind. It's cool. Do that. Um, I take back everything I said. They played an interview with Bob Ross back in the day saying like, you know, why isn't your stuff up in galleries and stuff like that? And and he's like, oh, I'd love to have my stuff in galleries, but he's and he's like, I don't think it'll ever make it to the Smithsonian though. 
And it's funny because now he's in the fucking Smithsonian. Stop it. Which is crazy. Bob Ross. Like, I'm like, yeah, Bob Ross. So. Ugh, I love Bob Ross. His stuff was the most expensive at Michael's with me. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know he had art supplies. Oh, yeah. People love that shit. Yeah. And that's where it's at the warehouse that they package all that stuff at. They're just stored away. Like improperly stored, but they're stored away. Makes me so mad. God mm-hmm. damn it. Oh, well. What are we talking about? How do we get on Bob Ross? Because <laughs> Bob Ross is very important. You know what else is important? This podcast. It's very important to us. And recently, what is it? Uh, when this comes out, two weeks ago, somewhere around there? Yeah, uh, we, July we actually 12th. hit our one-year anniversary of starting Yay. this podcast. 50-plus episodes. Wow. Insert I'll, fun yeah. things here. Insert fun things. It'll just be fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> I give Robbie my fucking phone to play music in my car when he comes home. And what does he do? Put on fart songs. Spotify. I'm like, Jesus Spotify Christ. fart playlist. Look it up. You will not be disappointed. You laughed you, fucking hard. That was fucking hilarious. I did yeah, not think it would be was, like that. There were there were some songs in there that were really fucking funny. But some of them good. were just like constant fart noise. I'm like, Robbie, I'm going to, I'll push you out of my car. This was amazing. I will drive this off of the overpass. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, since we hit one year of doing a podcast, it doesn't feel like a year. Uh, 50 plus no, episodes. No, not at all. Uh, we've learned a lot through the times. Some some good things, some bad things. Yeah. And I figured we would take this time to kind of give some advice to, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but um, give some advice. <laughs> yeah, if you're advice listening to this podcast and you want to start a podcast. Yeah, and if you luck. want to start a podcast and what you should kind of do, things we've learned along the way that we wish we had known in the beginning. Yeah. Especially since I thought I did my research pretty well, but it turns out I, I did thought that not. we I thought you did your research pretty well too. I was like, <laughs> Robbie sounds smart. That sounds Robbie's right. got this. Let's let all the failure go on <laughs> his shoulders. Thank God I have him. <laughs> and I also posed this question to our friends over at Wreck My Podcast, and it just aired on their recent episode. Um, and you can hear their answer, their advice that they would give to people starting a new podcast. Ooh, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Yeah, and I figured I would take the time to tell you what we think. So the first bit of advice i would give and probably the most important i think something that we nailed right off the bat because because yeah. i knew because i listened to podcasts Robbie knew. Yeah, well yeah well i because i listened to podcasts a lot before we started one spend the money and get decent equipment yes that is huge people will stop listening because of your audio quality and we've had issues every now and then but nothing compared to like certain podcasts that are just like wow i can't even listen yeah. to what you're saying because your audio is so trash and and that's so true because there are some podcasts that I've started listening to and it's good. It's quality content. I like their content, but I can't fucking listen because their quality is so poor. Your audio is trash. And there are some like podcasts that are more popular than ours at the time when we came out. And I thought our audio was way better than a lot of these podcasts that have been out for like a year or more. Yeah, like you, like you guys have like 70 episodes and your audio still sounds like fucking shit. How does that, how, how are you as popular as you are? Like, it, it boggles my it's mind content, sometimes. It's their content, Robbie. It's their content. Even then, we can argue about that all day, too, which we've complained about, too. <laughs> Some podcasts are popular for reasons I can't even understand. I just, because they're just, they're, even their content is trash. Like, That's just Robbie being bitter because we're ugh. not more popular. Listen, it's not bitter, Robbie just it's wants to be the popular kid in the cafeteria it's, for once, it's, okay? It's a fact. Tell your friends you... to listen to us so that we can get more listens so Robbie won't be so upset that he's not so popular. Don't play coy. Even you have complained <laughs> about the quality of certain podcasts that are way I, more I popular. I literally just said that I was complaining about the quality yeah, of podcasts. Yeah, they're fucking trash. So yeah, spend the money. Um, we both use Blue Yeti microphones. It's like middle of the road. 
I think their sound quality is amazing for the price. I love Blue Yeti. Yeah, for the price, and I've seen. I see other podcasts using Blue Yeti too, and their sound quality is great. Yep. I think the cheapest one is like eighty bucks or something uh, like that. I think they have like they have like mini Blue Yetis now that are that are pretty cheap. I don't think they're as good as quality as the big ones like we have, but still, it's I mean it's worth the money. Just don't buy a piece of shit. Shit I splurged on mine and I got the the nice teal one. Yeah, mine's black, but I like it like that. No, don't use that. Yeah, you do, Robbie. (laughs) I'm editing this one. And let's face it, once you go black, you never go back. Oh, so God. Um, they're both USB microphones, so they're easy to use for computers and stuff like that. You don't need a mixer or anything like that, which complicates things. At least for from our standpoint, a mixer would just complicate bullshit. But I mean, I wreck mean my... we're on separate audio tracks, anyways. Yeah, so. wreck my podcast. They use a mixer because they record like five people in one room, and it seems to work great for them. But for us, USB all the way works very yeah. well. Next one. Probably a big one, which we need to work on. We do, we do a little bit of this, but um, networking. Yes, we could absolutely network better. But I think yeah. that we do it pretty good. We're pretty good. Um, we're fucking busy. We're just busy we people both, with busy jobs. So We both very have hard. very demanding day jobs that leak into our own personal lives so <laughs> yes. finding and i'm a very busy i'm a very i'm a social butterfly to begin Ugh. with so finding time between my social activities and my job and doing this podcast networking is uh rough <laughs> yeah and it, it's it is what it is i mean my problem is I'm good at networking. I'm bad with the follow through. I'll talk to breweries all day and be like, hey, you want an interview? Yeah. And then I fucking forget to email them. You just can't send a fucking email. email <laughs> Which too is why Beer Wench is going to do it now. Yeah, Beer Wench is taking over all of our networking, which is okay with me. Yeah, she's good at that shit. Yeah. That's why um, I love her. The next another good one is probably make the time. Don't rush things. Be organized with it. Know what you're going to talk about. Know what you're going to do. And we're guilty of not being 100% prepared. Oh, there are literally some (laughs) episodes that I'm like 10 hours before we start recording. Like, Robbie, what the fuck is our topic tonight? And and like, what are we doing? I write a script every week, you know, but even then it's still rushed sometimes. And I've kind of learned to try to prepare for these things. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. Be organized. Yeah. Um, And and have have a format. If you're going to talk like re- uh, granted i ramble <laughs> i know it happens and robbie and i will get off topic but try and have a format that you stay on because otherwise it's just you're not keeping anyone's interest it's just like watching a tv show like tv shows have formats get yourself like you, a robbie you know for your own podcast get yourself a fucking robbie who writes right? scripts and keeps us on track <laughs> literally this would be nowhere without robbie Another one, which I think we didn't do, but we probably should have. I mean, I think it turned out okay. And that is do some practice runs. Do like We literally just did a podcast dude, just and an episode. from there. And I think we did relatively well for the first time. I listened back to our podcast. If you go back and listen to our first podcast and listen to this podcast, it's night yeah. and day. Oh, night and day. And I think that's what's hurting us sometimes is maybe people are starting with the first one. And they're like, oh, this isn't good. Like, well, just fucking go up 20, 30 episodes. <laughs> Well, and that's also somebody's like podcasting process because when I listen to a new podcast, I listen to their first podcast, I listen to a middle of the road podcast, and then I listen to their newest podcast really? just so I can. Because being a podcaster, I know like okay, their first podcast might sound like shit and be really unformatted, but they could grow as a podcast like we have. I start it right at the end, whatever their most recent one is. I start there because I know that's probably going to be their best product at the time. Yeah, well, that's so. that's what I meant. Like I. I 
I said all of the things I listened to, but not in the right order. I listened to their their newest one first to see if it's something I'm interested in. And then I'll start it from the beginning. Yeah. But if I if it doesn't catch my interest, like I'll move, I'll keep s- skipping podcasts until it catches my interest. But usually, if it has good content, I listen to it until they get better quality audio. See, that's more than I do. If they have bad, bad audio, I'm like, I'm totally gone. You lost me and everything. Well, if they're like, newest, just... if they're on like episode seventy eight and their audio is shit, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. not gonna go listen to it. But like, if I listen to their fir- their newest episode and then I listen to their first episode and the quality is shit on the first episode like i'll keep listening knowing that it's gonna get better yeah uh, another one is learn how to edit efficiently edit, I, I don't know i don't edit, know about lauren but um i went editing through some, sucks yeah editing sucks. does suck thankfully both of us usually split it evenly <clears throat> not so much recently but well listen we I've been try busy. and um just just get better at it it takes practice which is what the practice runs are probably be good for but um just on it, oh it man, and I used depending to think it's so on, difficult. <laughs> well, depending and also depending on like what um Robbie uses GarageBand to edit and yes. I use uh, Audacity to edit just because they're free programs. I don't want to pay to use a program because we don't get paid to do this. It's essentially a second job that we don't get paid <laughs> for. Unless yeah. you're a Patreon, thank you. Um Go to our Patreon, brew interviews. Yeah, be prepared um, to spend a little bit of money to start up a podcast. One hundred percent be prepared because I I uh, just totally upfront with everyone. Our hosting fees for Podbean is about one hundred and fifty dollars a year. Our hosting fees for SoundCloud is about one hundred and fifty dollars a year. You have um, promotion fees for Instagram. You have promotion fees for for Facebook. You have your equipment fees that you have to pay for. Um, you have your merch fees that you have to pay for. Uh, is there <laughs> it's a lot. Just get ready to spend if money. You're, if, if you're a podcast like us, you have to pay for your beer. Like, yeah, and, and some of the beer that we buy is not inexpensive beer. We're not going no. to the store and buying a, a $4 six-pack. We're going out and buying, like, good stuff. $6 <laughs> cans of beer. Like, just to bring uh, you good quality What content, are we doing? <laughs> Why did we do this to ourselves? Don't do a podcast. No, just No, <laughs> see, that brings me to my last point. Just have fun. We don't care how many listeners we get because we have fun doing it regardless of how much work and effort we have to put into it. It's fun. And this is, I actually, I, I really appreciate this podcast because um, you've been, you've been away from home for a while and we would like try and schedule Skype dates. I'm putting in air, <laughs> Skype air quoted Skype dates. You yes. know what I mean? Uh, like off and on, but we were only doing it like once every like four months, like, yeah, it, like it wasn't a scheduled thing. It was like, okay, like I finally have a free night. Like, let me have a beer with Robbie for a few hours. But you're, now that we have a, a a podcast, it's so nice to like I get to sit and talk with my best friend for a few hours, like once a week. It's so yeah. nice. Very nice. It, it forces me to be your friend. It forces Robbie. me to interact with Lauren. <laughs> podcast okay. forcing friendship around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other last minute advice? Um. No, I don't, uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't have any other advice, but if, if you have questions, feel free to message us because we've had other people who are starting podcasts or have had interest in starting podcasts, ask us questions and we're absolutely more than welcome. Honestly, if you have a podcast that you enjoy listening to 
and they're decent humans, ask them questions mm-hmm. because anyone in the podcasting community is more than well, more than happy to help one another figure this shit out because we're all just treading water with concrete shoes on at this point. Uh, and speaking of that, when I, before we even first started, I didn't know anybody in the podcasting realm. Uh, and then I realized, I was like, oh, wait, I actually do. There's um, uh, some family friends of ours, uh, Josh and Travis Wyman, who oh, have right. their own podcast called Stacking Wood that I had been listening to. And I just messaged, I believe I messaged Travis real quick. It had been like 10 years since I had seen him. You know, but we were friends on Facebook. And I just asked him, I was like, hey, what's some basic advice? What equipment do you use? How do you do this? And he, boom, right away helped me out and answered me. So, you know, Travis, Josh, if you guys are listening, thank you. <laughs> You helped kind yeah. of set the ground for how Thank to do all so this properly. Much. Yeah. So. And honestly, like we're all we're all friendly people. We all ask yeah. each other well, questions. We're we Robbie and I are normal humans just sitting at home talking to each other yeah. over mics through like Facebook chat. Just regular everyday Joes with big hogs, just big old hogs. You know are what I mean? About dicks? Is yeah, that yeah, a yeah, dick? Yeah. Talk about dicks. Oh, my dicks just, are just huge. go with it. Huge dicks. Oh, we have yeah, huge, huge dicks. Huge dicks. So you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, not everybody can have a huge dick. <coughs> Jordan. You know what I mean? You just have huge. <laughs> Frenemies over at Wreck My Podcast. I love them. <laughs> when are we going to do a crossover? Yo, Jordan, hit us up. We want a crossover. Never. Never with those dirty Californians. <laughs> okay. Robbie can stay home then. I want to do a crossover. <laughs> <I am home. laughs> exactly. You stay fucking over there. Now we're going to move on to our main topic of the night. Celebrity chefs from the fantastic frosted tips of Guy Fieri to the first class cleavage of Giada De Laurentiis and all the way back to the racist ramblings of Paula Deen. Everybody loves celebrity chefs. And we are no different here on The Brew Interview. So what we're going to do now is a fave fives. And we haven't done a fave fives since... uh... Uh, some time ago since I don't really the last know, time we did a fave five we haven't done one since the last time insert episode here we're gonna start at number five go all the way to number one with some honorable mentions talk about it lauren what is your number five celebrity chef of all time well robbie um out of somewhat sheer respect uh and uh the fact that i actually enjoy her cooking shows because they're hilarious uh julia child is yep. my f- my first <laughs> I thought that was going to be your number 1 chef. to be honest. What? I thought that was going to be your number 1. Uh no, she needed to be on top 5 because I think that she has respectfully earned her spot there. Yeah. Uh RIP. She was uh August 15th, 1912 to August 13th, 2004. Love Julia Child. My she was mom. A spy. What? She was a spy for a little bit, wasn't she? She was? Yeah, she was a spy for someone, the French? I don't remember who it was. I think it was like World War II. God damn it. That just gives me so much more <laughs> respect for her. She right? should be above the next guy. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But she's recognized for bringing uh, French cuisine sort of to the American public with like her the home. cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Yep. Um, and she was uh, known for her television program, The French Chef. I thought it was uh, the joy of cooking. That also. <laughs> that also. The joy of cooking was her TV show, at least the popular one I remember, right? Well, she had. Didn't she have another one that was Hello. called? Hello. Um. <laughs> well, that one was on in 1963, so I I think it was I before it was before the other one. Well, that in the the movie 
what is it, Julia and Julia? Or Julia, something like yeah, that? something like that. Yeah, I love that movie. It was I, so good. I think I've seen it like I once. Really, I, well, I only saw it once, and I don't watch <laughs> a lot of movies. My mom fucking loved it. My mom loves cooking. But we literally have a, a house, uh, a house, a room <laughs> in my. There's literally a room. in Your my parents, parents have house. a house. <laughs> Shut up, Robbie. Holy shit. They're doing well for themselves. There's literally a room in my parents' house that every single wall of it is covered in cookbooks. Like it's just it's 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 bookshelf, floor to ceiling, cookbooks around the entire fucking room. My it's mom, called hoarding. Well, that too. <laughs> Stacks but... <laughs> of newspapers and cookbooks. But my mom, my mom really appreciated that, and I I think that I think that she's kind of a pioneer in the the celebrity chef realm. Your you mom know or I mean? Julia Child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Child, yeah, definitely. She was like one no, of the definitely first. Julia, definitely Julia Child. But I really like that movie because it, it clipped in like actual clips of her mm-hmm. doing it. Back you know what day. I mean? Yep. It did, didn't it? Or was that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it did. Ah, fuck it. I watched yeah. it like six years ago. Who cares? <laughs> but it's her favorite movie. All right. My number five top celebrity chef of all time is Masaharu Morimoto. Now, any oh, of, Japanese any, guy. Yep, anybody who watches Iron Chef mm-hmm. knows this guy. He's one of my favorites. I, I was watching Iron Chef a long time ago when I first started, like the Japanese version, because they would play the Japanese version. But then eventually it came to the United States and they had their own English version. But um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just loved. I just thought he was awesome. Just everything he made was unique and, and special. And he never had a cooking show, but he himself How? was just. A celebrity chef based off of Iron Chef America and Iron Did Chef. Did he do anything other than Iron Chef? No, I don't think. I mean, he might have some, like, guest appearances on stuff, but I don't think he ever had his own cooking show. That's so interesting to me that, like, there's a chef out there that only did Iron Chef, but had no other reach into any other sort of... No. Uh, he he doesn't speak a whole lot of English. <laughs> well, so I'm sure yeah, they but, like, him a even lot. Jap- like, they don't have Japanese cooking shows? They, they might. I don't know. He has a bunch of restaurants, so I wouldn't be surprised if he... Is too worried about that he's so, not like all right well yeah fine. i don't have a lot to say about him because there's not a whole lot but I, i've always loved watching him and all of his food always looked fucking good on iron chef so that's i watch too much food network because yeah. i fucking there's so much good food that all i want to do is cook food that looks like that and then i get fat anyways <laughs> <laughs> which is why she has an exercise bike all right what is your number four my number four, um, I don't know if many people know who this guy is, uh, Curtis Stone. Uh, British guy? Um, he's, I think he's Australian. Or Australian, one of those. Yeah, I know who he he's is. He's Australian, but he was he was the host of Take Home Chef. <laughs> so yes. he would just like go into a supermarket and like find some random housewife and be like, let me take you home and show yeah. you how to cook yes. dinner tonight. I remember the show because I would always joke that every time he took a, a like a, a wife home, he would just fucking cook him dinner and then bang the shit out of him before the husband yeah. came home. <laughs> I used to think that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, this bitch is getting like I'm. I remember a specific episode where like the wife was like, "I'm gonna get drunk and let you take advantage of me," and he's yes. like, "Let me cook you this soup." Chop 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 cock cock chop 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 cock cock. Yeah. The menu tonight uh, is tube steak. Ugh. Ew, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that was gross. I apologize for that. You my pork loin. But I um, <laughs> I do remember that show though. Yeah. It was so good, but he's he's just so charismatic, and his smile is just so what a genius, charming. I just love him. He's married to some some uh, American actress. I don't know. I don't know either. I I really liked his cooking show, and I think he's a good looking fella. <laughs> he's a good looking fella. 
So that's my number four. What's your number four, Robbie? My number four is is kind of on the same lines as Julia Child, probably not as influential, but I think very important in the celebrity chef scene. And I remember watching his show a lot. I remember watching his show as a kid with my father. It was like my first introduction to cooking shows. And that's Wolfgang Puck. I knew it. I knew it. Was... I I totally support this. Movie, <laughs> I, I Puck. fucking love Wolfgang Puck. He's so funny. He was just an odd guy. He's Austrian. Um, I can't remember the name of his cooking show. It was like just like cooking with Wolfgang oh. or something simple. It wasn't yeah. crazy. But it was on for a while. And that's like the first real introduction to celebrity chefs that I had was Wolfgang Puck. And he's just cool. He was cool. Yeah, I had a... So when I first moved into my house in Keene, uh, I had a roommate move in with me. And his grandma was like, oh, yeah, we have a toaster oven or something we're going to give you. JK, it's a fucking Wolfgang Puck rotisserie <laughs> oven. <laughs> and did you use that shit? No, that shit sat in our basement for like two years. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck, man. We didn't have any place to put this giant... I was like, what are we going to do? Get a chicken and fucking rotisserie in our yeah. kitchen? Fuck yes. I didn't, it didn't come with any instructions. I don't know how to rotisserie a chicken, You put Robbie. it on the spit and you hit go. <laughs> I don't think... I don't know if that's it's how like, it works. It's like Mario. You press start and you just you just deal with it. You jump I on some Goombas, is, cook some fucking chicken. Wolfgang a- Puck. You put the chicken into the thing, hit the button, and you make... Wolfgang Puck chicken. I like when Wolfgang Puck is uh like a guest on other cooking shows because he's he's just so like this is how you do yeah. things. Like you are doing it wrong. <laughs> it is all fucked up. Do he's it like, again. This is not Wolfgang how we Puck cook style. it. <laughs> Which means lots of yelling because I'm Austrian but not totally German, so I still fucking yell. You know. Okay, so we talked about. Wait, did we talk about Bob Ross this episode? <laughs> Was that last uh, episode? Yes. Uh, JK, um, we're recording two episodes in a row, so um, hey. It's funny because before Bob Ross came along, oh shit, what was his name? There was a crazy German guy who used to be on PBS before him, and he was a painter. There was a crazy German painter? Yes, he was a German painter, but he did the same things like Bob Ross. But he was fucking crazy, and he would like yell all the time. He's like, now we want to paint some happy trees over here. Are you listening? We are going to do it. And I was like, oh my god. And I Pay the fuck attention. I can't remember his name. Do you though. like my accent? I'm really no. working on it. And I can't remember his name, but like Bob Ross can't that. But it's kind of funny because Wolfgang Puck is just like the, the, the culinary version of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy fucking oh, Europeans. Oh, shit. Yeah. Robbie, um, I need a beer break. How? I drank my my can was a tiny can. I have so much left. It was a little. It was a little can. All right. Uh, we're How gonna many take ounces? A... Twelve ounces. It was only twelve ounces. Yeah. Oh shit. We're gonna take a quick beer break, and um, I'm gonna keep then drinking we'll this back. sugary stuff. And I'll get a, a a different. Oh, should I rate this one? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so I just as a refresher for everyone, I'm drinking the conch. Do you say conch? That's how you say it, right? Conch Republic? Conch? Conch? Well, it's a conch shell. Yeah, conch shell, shell, right? Yeah. All right, then it's the Conch Republic Key Lime Wheat Ale from Big Top Brewing in Sarasota, Florida. 5.1% ABV. Um, Like I said, my initial taste for this beer is bug spray every fucking time. Yeah. Like, right right away, it's really strong. But after that, it, it gets that that lime citrus taste. Like, it's it really does taste like key lime like key limes uh and it, it has like a nice graham crackery undertone 
You've had this beer, Robbie. Do you agree yeah. with me? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the bug spray part a whole lot, but I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. It, and it's weird because if I don't say it to people, they don't notice it. But I'm like, what do you taste when you first taste this beer? And they're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what about bug spray? And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. It's like, <laughs> finally, finally, I'm right. Finally, um, I'm justified. It's something. <laughs> Somebody said I'm right. <laughs> um, I'm going to rate this beer a solid three, uh, only because... I had my parents bring me back some after I already left the state and couldn't get it, which means I kept thinking about it. You know, when you go shopping at a store, you pick something up, you're like, I don't know. I can't decide. You put it back down. You can't stop thinking about it. You go back and buy it. No, I have discipline. So oh. I don't really know. Well, no, that's how, but that's how I like <laughs> discipline myself. I'm like, okay, I'm not, if I don't keep thinking about it, I won't buy it. And there are a lot of things I put back and I don't buy it, But like, this was the beer that I put back on the shelf. I'm like, fuck, I wish I bought that beer. Yeah. So I'm glad I, I'm going to rate it a solid three because I, th- I think that it's a it's a really good beach beer. You like this beer? Tastes like bug spray. Tastes like bug spray. <laughs> so I can rate this beer too because I've had it a couple times. So I think from what I remember, I would probably have to give it like a 2.75. It's not really my kind of thing. That's fine. But I totally I and yeah. I also I wouldn't argue with that rating yeah. either. I'm giving it a three because I had to go back and get it. Um, if it's something I if, if if it's something I could get regularly, my rating probably would have been two point seven five. Yeah. But all right, three point oh rating for Lauren. We're gonna take a quick beer break. You ready? Yes, beer break. Go. While Robbie and Lauren are getting a new beer, let's take this time to remind all you out there that you can follow us on all our social media platforms, such as on Instagram, at The Brew Interviews, or Twitter, at Brew Interviews. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, contact them at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back from our beer break. Lauren has a very special beer something you guys may not know is that this episode this topic we actually originally did about almost a year ago a little bit less than a year ago i think it was originally supposed to be episode eight something along those lines and we'd actually had some friends with us for the celebrity chefs episode but due to audio failures and just it just not working out we decided to scrap the episode but the episode previous to that I had challenged Lauren to find the cheapest six-pack of beer that she could find because up until that point, she had been drinking very fancy, very expensive cans of beer. And she's had this beer in her fridge ever since that episode. <laughs> so we've decided literally to make her drink it tonight. For almost a year. Literally almost a year. since almost a year to the day because we recorded our first episode in like April. Yeah, something like that. And, and then we didn't release it until July 12th. Um, but by then, I think this episode was recorded because I think it was for episode eight. We had recorded with our friends Allie and Alan um, for Celebrity Chefs because Allie went to culinary school and, and Alan was in the culinary program in high school. But uh, so I literally have had this old Milwaukee in my fridge for a whole year. You just spoiled the surprise. Lauren's drinking old Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking old Milwaukee. Uh, it was the cheapest a uh, six pack of beer at Beaver Street Market in Keene, New Hampshire. Thank you, Beaver Street Market. 
uh, I really like them because they have bumper stickers that say, I heart beaver. And then in small print street market. Uh, and I always wanted to get one of the stickers and cut off the street market and just like have a I heart beaver on my car. Classy. But yeah, well, I have a, a sticker on my computer that says. We're not here for st- sticker talk, Lauren. We are here save. for you to drink old Milwaukee. So shut up and drink it. It says save a tree, eat a beaver. Um, so I'm drinking old Milwaukee. Yay. Let's go. <laughs> It don't get no better than this. It don't get no better than this. Um, it's better than Bud Light. It really is. It really it's is. It's kind of, it's a little crackery. It's a little <laughs> pilsnery. It's, it's more malty than Bud Light, I think. I, I haven't had a Bud Light in years, so I have no clue. It, the only time I've had a Bud Light in the past two years was when I was already very intoxicated or playing go. softball, so I didn't care. Um, it, it's. It's a it, you could chug a lot of these and be just fine. So, I don't know what the ABV is. I don't know where they're from. I don't know anything. My girlfriend just walked in here without a shirt on, so I'm distracted. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why doesn't your camera face the other way? God damn it, <laughs> Robbie! You don't want to look at my girlfriend's titties. It's fine. Anyway, we were talking about our top five celebrity chefs of all time, and I believe we left off on number three. If I do think so. Yes. Do you want me to go first? Because I was already going first. Uh, when, Well, I said Wolfgang Puck. And then what did you say? I said Curtis Stone was my number is that, four. Is that where, okay, so then now it's yeah. my turn, right? So now it's my turn because I started. Do you want to start? Do you want to go first? Oh, I'll go first. Okay. My number three is probably an obvious one for Lauren. And that is Giada de la Rentes. And for those of you that don't know, shut up. Okay, shut up. Because (laughs) you know as well as I do, she is gorgeous. She is. She is. She is fine. Shut your dirty lesbian mouth. She is perfection. Not to mention, she always wore a low cut shirt on her cooking show, Giada at Home, which I watched a lot. She's a good, she's a very, very good uh, Italian, I believe. Uh, Chef. Sure. Chef, cook, whatever you want to say. Anyways. Chef. She is amazing. And she's like in her late 40s, I think now. Something like that. Oh, really? And she is still gorgeous. And I'm just like, why can't I find... I need to date a celebrity chef. That's what I need to do. I need to date a celebrity chef. That's what I'm getting at here. All right. So if we have any celebrity chefs listening, I don't watch a lot of like um, home cooking shows, like her type of cooking show, like the, the single chef teaching everyone at home how to cook like one specific meal julia child yeah like those are the type of cooking shows that i don't specific like those aren't the things that i gravitate towards i gravitate towards more of the like competition cooking shows like oh. chopped and yeah but and most of those chef most of those celebrity chefs have had real cooking shows i think oh Lots i know well, and Lotto. that's fine yeah. that's fine if that's that's one of the shows that they do it's just not the type of cooking show that i gravitate towards that's weird. It's. I don't think that's weird. It's fucking I, weird. Everybody well, what am I supposed Giada. to do? Sit there and take notes while you fucking teach me how to cook something? No, I'm going to yes. see that you're cooking it, and I'm going to go on Google and Google the fucking recipe for it. Yeah, it's the I don't need to sit the there for an hour and watch you an show hour? me how to cook it. It's like a half hour. It doesn't matter. Why would I waste half an hour when I can just Google the recipe and do it myself? I mean, that you're explaining every cooking show, regardless of... 
No, but things like chopped, there's no recipes for that. Like they're given a basket of ingredients and they go fucking cook something with it. Technically, that to me is way more interesting than somebody being like, we're going to bake a strawberry rhubarb pie today, but we're going to put some fun whipped cream on it. But if you want to learn how to cook, that's what these shows are for. Nobody's going to learn how to cook from chopped. Yeah, but I already know how to cook. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do, Robbie. You make I'm a burritos and and bacon. That's all you make. <laughs> okay, but I I do make more things than that. All right, literally, it's like a a, a game of chop. Every time I come home, I'm like, I don't have groceries. What do I have in my freezer today? What can we make for <laughs> shitty dinner? leftovers and uh, some great no, popsicles? No, but like I already have the basics of cooking. My mom's a really good cook. Like I pick things up from her. Like I don't need to watch shows on that you know what i mean like i want to watch the fun shows with like really unique ingredients and like and i also really like shows like kitchen nightmares or like restaurant impossible where it's like you suck and shouldn't have a restaurant but they're gonna come in and fucking fix everything they're the worst people anyway giada de la rentes goddess who cooks italian food what else do you want lauren what is your number three my number three is Anne burrell um because oh, she's literally gay. literally my only note for her is gay <laughs> that's the only that's a stupid reason to like somebody Lauren. no no it's that's not my <laughs> that's not my reason to like her. yes it is i i know i didn't even know that she was gay until i already liked her i didn't know how, how? she literally has softball player written on her forehead how do you not know she's robbie gay? i don't have gaydar for women i've told <laughs> you this i have gaydar for men for days <clears throat> i have zero women gaydar i couldn't tell you if a woman was gay unless she looked just like me standing next to me and burrell was unless like after Bush my Dyke. time that i started watching because she won that show she won the celebrity whatever what was the show called where it like the next celebrity chef or whatever i have no idea is that how she became famous yeah that's it yeah oh well i Same really like her oh, is that how he got famous yeah oh shit no i just like her show worst cooks in america yeah, that's an embarrassing show for people. Yeah, I fucking love that show. I'm like, how do you? I'm like, I could just fake being a really bad cook and just be on TV, win the shit out of that show. Just wear a Bird of Views yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> every fucking episode, they'll be like, you need to change your outfit. I'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, but she also used to have a show, and I knew somebody on this show actually. She used to have a show where these restaurants were looking for, like, a new head chef or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a competition to become that new head chef. I don't remember what it was called. I do remember that one, yeah. Do you do you know what it was called? I don't. I don't at all. I didn't really care for Anne Burrell, so. Well, she, she's. <laughs> she's gay. I like, I like, she's gay. Um, I like Anne Burrell most of the time. Sometimes I'm like, she's just, she picks favorites. Yeah. She picks favorites on her shows, and it's so weird because, like, I was watching the celebrity edition of Worst Cooks in America, and fucking Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore was on her team, and she fucking loved him. I'm like, he should have been kicked off two episodes into this whole fucking program because there were people better. But she she does play favorites in every show that she does. Goddamn and Burrell. Goddamn and Burrell. But she, she, one of those shows that she did, Finding the New Head Chef, like, I knew somebody on that show. She was the cousin of, like, one of my really good friends. My, all right, so my dad used to date, listen. There's too much story. We got to move yeah. on. <laughs> we don't have the time for my this. My mom used to date her dad. She's her cousin. It's oh, fine. Anyway, my number 
two. Yep. Yep. My number two. Your number two, Robbie. Celebrity Chef. He's probably not known that well, mostly because he became internet famous before he was like actually famous. And that is Maddie Matheson. And for those of you who don't know who Maddie Matheson is, you are doing yourself a disfavor because you need to go online and you need to look up Maddie Matheson. He is this big old fat guy with tattoos. He's Canadian and he just does not give a fuck about his cooking show. And he just swears and does whatever he wants. And he's hilarious. Um, he was on a show called Keep It Canada where he went through different provinces of Canada and like cooked and, and you know, food stuff. And it was, it's amazing on YouTube. And then he does have two videos on um, munchies it's a munchies channel and he is so funny he's so relatable and you can kind of understand where he's coming from when you watch his cooking videos like it's just like he'll he'll drop something or he'll fuck something up and he'd be like just him constantly going fuck fuck. shit ass and talking about crack hoes and all like wait why are we on his cooking show i don't know but he is fucking amazing take the time i i own his cookbook he has a cookbook just look up maddie matheson Okay, he does one. We re- follow him on Instagram. You followed yeah. oh, him yeah. on Instagram, and I fucking laugh at all of his right? shit. Right? Um, yeah. He has one recipe where it's um, uh, Cheeto mac and cheese, where it's like a, Danny sent me the recipe really? for that. It's like yes. a, it's like fake mac and cheese, but then he crunch up Cheetos on top and put it in the oven and stuff like that. And it's funny because the episode where he shows you how to make that, the whole narration is just him in a bathtub. <laughs> Like his big old fat body in a bathtub. It's so good. Matthew Matheson is fucking hilarious. Please do yourself a favor. Look it up. Damn. What's number two? This beer is giving me a headache. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I know you're only like halfway through a sniffer glass of it. A sniffer glass? (laughs) Yeah, isn't that what they're called? Snifter. That's what I said. (laughs) There's a T in there you're missing. No, I said it. Yeah, okay. That's my New England accent. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my number two is anthony bourdain okay rip june 8 <laughs> <laughs> people saying rip just say rest in peace or like oh god might as well you know uh, anthony bourdain i'm so sad fuck you slush i miss you it's fuck fine. you um <laughs> so uh, he's in a, he has a shit ton of shows that he was in he was in what no reservations mm-hmm. the layover uh parts unknown that was um, it <laughs> no i he had enough i think he only had three was shows because he's contractually because i think he was contractually obligated for certain channels I, I think he was a judge on a couple other shows oh, then, i'm sure he, he was a judge. i'm sure he's been everywhere yeah. but he was just i i loved his show i think the narration of his shows were yeah. spot on his interpretation of food and his taste and his his just knowledge of mm-hmm. of combinations and taste and food were, were outstanding i don't it's sad don't, that we're yeah. not gonna get that anymore but i don't mind him um i never saw him as a celebrity chef i always saw him as like a as like a, a journalist first who just happens to cook because he doesn't do any real cooking shows he just did like food shows you know well, what i mean he he is a chef because he did have like restaurants yeah. he was a cook but he became i think he it's like that separation of like he's a celebrity chef but he's yeah. he's more of a chef that's a celebrity i think he's a journalist that also chefs <laughs> that's my idea he's a he's a, he's a, I, a chefing journalist yeah i didn't mind his show like no reservation in parts unknown 
But the only, I love No Reservation. Yeah. I've seen probably every episode of it. The only part that bothered me about the show sometimes, not every episode, was that he tried to get a little too... Like, they didn't concentrate on the food. They tried to concentrate on, like, getting deep. And it's like, okay, I don't care at this moment. It's like, I just want to see some unique cooking styles. I want to see these other chefs from yeah. other countries. I want to see that. I don't care about your 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 deep emotional views on people's culture i'm like calm down <laughs> it's travel channel I, like <laughs> no i and i agree i agree with you on that point yeah. i i do think that there were some shows that he absolutely focused on things other than the food which is why i watch those shows yeah but but for the majority of of the episodes he did really focus on this is the culture. This is why they're cooking the cuisine this way. This is the cuisine they cook. Like, <clears throat> and he brought like locals into it, like mm-hmm. local chefs being like, this is why we cook this way. I just think that he, he brought a new perspective to cooking shows that I really respect. Him and Andrew Zimmern definitely changed the game. Cause they were, I believe it was like, uh, no reservations would play first. And then Andrew Zimmer. Bizarre Foods. Bizarre Foods was right after it. So I watched those every single day on Travel That's Channel. same. That's yeah. exactly what I did, too. And they're two totally different perspectives. And I like Andrew Zimmer, but even he annoys me sometimes. Yes. I, I, Andrew Zimmer <laughs> is actually on my honorable mentions Honorable mentions? He's on my honorable mentions. I, I have, I have a, a half eaten uh, sauerkraut pie in my freezer right now because of that show. Okay, I, I right. saw an episode. Is that good or bad? I don't get it. No, it's great. Sauerkraut pie is so. I don't know if anyone that listens to this podcast knows this about me, but I love pie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love pie. You give me pie for days. I cake like for my birthday. I hate cake. I don't even want cake. I just want a birthday pie. I asked my ex wife if we could have a, a wedding pie, and she's like, "No, fuck you. I want a cake." And I'm like, "God damn it!" But I love. I love pie and i watched an episode of him in minnesota i think it was it was a bizarre foods episode and he it was like lutefisk mm-hmm. you know they do weird <clears throat> shit with that stuff soak it in lie i don't know but one of the things was sauerkraut pie and i was like yo i love rubens i love sauerkraut <laughs> i used to walk from our high school to my parents store in the colony mill you used to uh, walk every day yeah i used to walk from the high school to the colony mill every day the high school to the colony mill yeah that's like an hour walk <laughs> yeah well that's fine <laughs> that's fucking long ass fucking walk yeah i was like i'm gonna work when i i would get out of i, guess, I would get yeah. out of high school and i would walk to the colony mill <laughs> by the time you get work. home the store's closing <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. and then uh, but there was a hot dog truck on the way to the colony mill so i would stop and i would get a hot dog with nacho cheese and sauerkraut on it <laughs> fucking that's so like yo i like sauerkraut our friend Allie in high school for Christmas one year made me a sauerkraut pie. Honestly, it's the best pie I've ever had in my whole life. It was so Poontang. good. It's a poontang pie. That's pretty good. All right. Well, that's different. <laughs> Don't it's pie. <laughs> Going to the rock. Poontang pie is pie. All right. Well, listen. For all you, for all I, you WWF fans out there. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't watch that shit. Um, I She made me a sauerkraut pie and it was so good. And my mom made me a sauerkraut pie and it was it was fine. Allie's was much better. And then Danny made me a sauerkraut pie for Christmas this year and it was so good. <sighs> okay. On to our number ones. Anyways, <laughs> Enough about sauerkraut pie. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. All right. You? Can you guess my number one? Uh... Real quick, first thing that comes to your head, what is it? Uh, Alton Brown. It is Alton Brown. 
There is no doubt about it. He also kind of hits that weird, that weird line of celebrity chef, but also not celebrity chef that we were talking about. And I think the the main reason why he's my number one is because of Good Eats. Mm-hmm. It is the best cooking tutorial show ever, ever made. I don't think it'll ever be beaten. And also, I used to watch it with my father a lot. Like we used to just sit down and watch Alton Brown like every night. So I think really? that I think I think that yeah I think that has a lot to do with it. And he but he like. Along with teaching you the basics of how to cook, he also teaches you the science behind it. And that's, that's why what, I like that Yeah, show. that's why I like it because I'm a fucking nerd like that sometimes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how that works because of that works, you know? Why does yeah. a lobster's shell turn red when you boil it? Like, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I love that fact, like, that, like, aspect to that show. Yeah. Because it brings something that no other cooking show brings. Ever. I don't think they ever, nobody's ever done something no. like that. There, I mean, there are like little tidbits and other cooking shows. Like, this is the science behind that. This yeah. is why we don't we don't whisk eggs at <laughs> too hot of a temperature because they scramble. Did you know it's oysters like, have two vaginas? It's like, well, <laughs> Did, wait, oysters have two I, vaginas? I don't know. He was like the the Bill Nye of the culinary world. He is the Bill Nye of the culinary world. He's on my honorable mentions list. I've already just said the two people that are on there, so yeah. I don't have to go over it later. But. <laughs> I, I also really enjoy Alton Brown, but I like Alton Brown because of his show, Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, that's good, too. Iron Chef America, he's the host. Oh, is he? Yep. I don't watch Iron Chef. Iron Chef, Iron, I don't know what it is about Iron <laughs> Chef, but I have zero interest in it. I've watched a couple episodes, so I'm like, I, I don't out. like this show. You're missing out. I know. I don't know what it is. Because you're dumb. That's what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Lawrence, number one. I know what this is. Do you? Because I hate him. I think he is overrated and a pretentious cock. And that is Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, you really. Right. <laughs> I fucking I love Gordon Ramsay. Welcome. I could watch every episode of Kitchen Nightmares over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen, I could give or take. Kitchen Nightmares is where it's fucking at. And I don't care if he's in that kitchen swearing at people and and throwing things and breaking shit. He says it exactly how it is. He doesn't give a fuck. This guy's dick must be like 14 inches long. Like I, don't, <laughs> I think it's has, the opposite. <laughs> no. This guy has the most confidence in the kitchen. He has like 1,400,000 restaurants. <laughs> he has 1,400,000 fucking cooking shows. He has, what, is it Hell's Kitchen, the F word, Gordon Ramsay, like kitchen nightmares hell uh hell on wheels is a new one that he has out now he's been like uh master chef he's on master chef jr all like literally so many fucking he has his hands in all of the pots hate it i like he's i like, like a, kitchen nightmares and I, like those kind of things oh, but i just i think he just enjoys making like belittling people a little too much which is kind of a chef thing anyway yeah because it's their cockiness and stuff like that but i just it, it bothers me sometimes when he's just totally irrational about certain things. Sometimes I agree That's, with him completely, but other times it's like, you're just being a piece of shit to be a piece of shit. Like, calm down. Have you ever seen the YouTube series Hot Ones? Dude, I've been watching Hot Ones since, it, like, episode one, motherfucker. Oh, I yeah. just watched the first episode the oh other day. Oh my god, I um, hate you. <laughs> I, watched the, I watched the Gordon Ramsay episode the other day, uh, and it was hilarious it's okay it's not the best one he was like i just took a bite out of this and my asshole is burning there's some better he's, episodes i like gordon ramsay because he's he's funny i i really like on tv shows when she, like he's a he's a people person when he's not he doesn't have that like 
asshole front, like on Kitchen Nightmares. Like if you watch Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares, as opposed to like uh, Master Chef Junior, he has two different personalities on those I know. shows. Well, because it's kids, he'll get in trouble if he <laughs> berates children. No, but but I I honestly think that he genuinely likes kids and he likes working with kids because I've watched. I've watched shows like where he's at home and he's doing like butchering from home with like his kids. Like, I think that he's just, I think that he's, I'd like to meet Gordon Ramsay in like person. I really think that he is more than what his. <laughs> like Transformers? His, like, more than meets perf- the eye? His personification on like more than Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares. No, okay. So, so I have seen plenty of different iterations of him from different shows. And another thing that bothers me about him is that his like cooking tutorials that he does on YouTube, his his YouTube channel, Gordon Ramsay, it's so it's so like he makes some good things, but some of it is just so stupid and overly complicated. I don't know if you've seen his scrambled eggs tutorial, but it is the most convoluted bullshit it's so I've easy. ever seen. Exactly, and it's he makes it so much more difficult. What are you talking about? And then he, he does it differently than yeah, other people 100%. make scrambled eggs. Yeah. But they, have you made them like he does? Yes. And there's no fucking difference because it's scrambled eggs and it's so easy to make. He just makes it more complicated than it needs to be. And I don't know. I don't. I think that your no. taste buds are dull. No, not at all. And then he does one where he, it's like, um, like it's like it's like a meal on a budget kind of like video he made. And the first thing he says is like it's like a, a video based on like lamb. It was like lamb you and get something lamb else. Cheap. No, you cannot. <laughs> yes, you can. No, you can't. I buy lamb yes. all the time, Lauren. Lamb is not cheap in any iteration. It is not cheap. And I'm just like, all the other ingredients, I'm like, what are you doing, guy? Like, none of this is cheap. This is all expensive. I think that it's cheap. No. Well, you don't I think you buy just it. know how to buy lamb. You don't buy cooker. You don't cook or buy lamb. Whatever. <sighs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> we just went over our top five. We yeah, get one honorable mention. And that's it. One, I already time. told you both my honorable mentions. Alton Brown and Andrew Zimmern. Okay. And I had Paula Dean, regardless of the weird racist shit she said. She still made a Yo, she drops food. the N-bomb, yo. Did she? I don't remember if she actually dropped it or not. Or she... Yeah, not on air, but she says it <laughs> all the other time. She says it all the time. She just wants to give everyone high cholesterol and fat with all her goddamn butter and drop the N-bomb all it's the time. It's amazing. Yeah, all you're right. right. She does make really good steak sauces. I have a question for you before we wrap it up, though. Go. So, Robbie, aside from Gordon Ramsay, are there any other celebrity chefs that you don't like? I think not on a personal level, I guess, because I don't really know. But it would have to be Rachel Ray. Because really, every time I, I just like my mom loved her show growing up. So we would always have, we only had one TV in the living room. So obviously, um, so I would have to watch whatever she was watching. And I fucking hated Rachel Ray because she would make something delicious. He'd be like, oh, here's a, I don't know, just for random topic, but like, oh, here's a, a wonderful turkey sandwich, right? Yeah. And she goes, all right, we have the turkey sandwich made up. We got this. We got that. It's perfect. And then she'd be like, all right, now let's take this almond encrusted fruit spread from 1954 let's spread it on this bread and then add some <laughs> chocolate syrup and i'm like what the fuck did you just do to that sandwich it was perfect in every way and she was just like i know i'm over exaggerating but she would ruin every meal she made at the end by doing some bullshit all the time it was all the time and i'm just like i'm done with you I'm done with you and your yummo evoo bullshit get the fuck oh, out of here Robbie. you hack 30 minute I meals watched the, uh, i watched the i watched 
Oh, wow. Aggressive. <laughs> I'm passionate about food, Lauren. Well, so am I. That's why one of my one of my favorite episodes that we recorded together was episode eight, which was the <laughs> food uh, debate. The food, the great food debate. <laughs> oh, I lost a little bit of respect for you that day. I know. Same. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Um, <laughs> that's so funny that you don't like her. I watched an episode of of uh, uh, Worst Cooks in America where she was competing against Amber L, and she would like. It's funny that you say that because she would be like, oh, you just do this, 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 and this. And then she's like, let me just make this really fucking complicated sauce for everyone. And everyone's just like, okay, wait. And then Amberelle would do like the super simple thing. She'd be like, this, 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 this. And it was, she was, she just did more than she needed to, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't like Bobby Flay. I, yeah. I don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> i just have a thing against him that's all well that's enough about our top five celebrity chefs let us know in the comment section on instagram what your top five celebrity chefs are if you would just have a celebrity chef or why you think we're wrong but we're not go so go fuck yourself yeah anything else lauren um well robbie since we've we've come upon our our final our final our final episode our final, <laughs> final, our final year um since we've, we're coming up on our our first year of recording uh our anniversary robbie we have an anniversary yeah, I hate you. yeah you love me um how do you feel that you've grown like as a person from the time that we started this podcast to now i don't know if i've grown uh i've learned some new skills which is great. I've learned to kind of channel my odd creativity into something else. Uh, I've learned I'm not too bad at writing a script sometimes and then just kind of being unique and different. But other than that, I don't know. I've learned to speak a little bit better in a, like in a public setting, but I've always not been too bad at that anyway. So mm-hmm. that's not too much different, but uh I like that. I agree with you. I think that you're a wonderful scriptwriter, and I think that you have a, 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 an astounding am, a amount of creativity. <laughs> Thank this, you. this podcast would not would not function without you writing scripts. And and honestly, sometimes I I don't write a description just so you will because you're so much more <laughs> you creative <bitch>. than I am. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, but I I honestly think that you have an incredible (laughs) amount of talent in that in that realm you You just have so much creativity robbie like i don't maybe it's because i don't watch as much tv or movies as you (laughs) but like you just have you have a knack for it and i think that your your talents are being not used to their potential yeah yeah well write more scripts write more more scripts (laughs) oh man Am I supposed to ask how you've grown, or did, yeah, really Robbie? That's change. what fucking normal, decent human beings do. Um, can I can I tell you how much you've grown? Yeah, go ahead. You tell me how much I've grown. Oh man, let's. Where do I begin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Um, so you tell me, um, Lauren. How do you think you've grown? <laughs> well, Robbie. <laughs> I think our uh, our listeners have been able to to follow my progress as a human throughout our episodes. If you've listened from episode one, I've had a whirlwind of a life. All right. 
<laughs> a whirlwind of a life, you white privileged bitch. Since the one year. All right. Well, if you think about it, boy, where was I a year ago? I was homeless. dating. I wasn't homeless. Oh. I I was um, coming off a divorce, right? I was having a lot of fun. Uh, I was drinking a lot. I was going out. I was dating a lot of different women. Um, and then I I kind of found myself. You know, you basically just told the whole world you were a slut and an alcoholic in one simple sentence. Yeah, that's okay. That's the More way that I you. wanted to word it. Basically, I was a hoe. Um, I got it out of my system. I found myself as a human. I think that this podcast really helped me grow and like learn to network and communicate with others and and communicate with my friends and and grow as like a. Uh, an individual like expanding my knowledge about certain topics like i didn't actually know that much about craft beer when we first started this podcast Mm -hmm. i knew i liked it i knew i was good at drinking it um (laughs) but like having this podcast like forced me to learn about it and it's and it's something that i'm passionate about and i like learning about and i think that i've i've grown as a human developing with this podcast I'm totally keeping that in there. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's a foamy burp. This fucking old Milwaukee dude. Oh I hate it. Oh, my God. Speaking of the beer, before we go, we're going to rate our beers real quick. You disgusting dude. I drank coconut almond macaroon from Decadent Brewing. Uh, it's okay. I think they're, I think that some of the decadent, this decadent beer, at least, is a little overrated. I would give it a 2.5. It's too sweet. It's giving me a headache. It's just not the greatest. But it's okay. It's okay. First, I want to okay. try it. Yeah, I want to try it. You got to drink that one quick and then get yeah. a second beer. Lauren, what do you got? I have old Milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> fucking Robbie. <laughs> um, this beer gets like a one point two. That's it. Well, maybe a one point five. All right, old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee, you get a one point five. You're just a level above old duels. Like old duels. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You have you have Bud Light. Old duels. <laughs> old Milwaukee. Good lord. And just like Subway, we need to wrap it up. You can find The Brew Interviews on our Instagram account at The Brew Interviews or on Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under The Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thebrewinterviews and become part of The Brew Interviews family just like these few people. We have Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, and Jess. Thank you for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. For the Bruin Reviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. Good night. This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Hi. Sorry, I really had to poop. <laughs> to do that before we were well i didn't have to go before robbie okay it wasn't ready until just then (laughs) you're just brewing yeah it was my poop schedule's a little off i'm not sure